0: we are live with another edition of the Cheap Heat Productions Wrestling Podcast. And despite what you see on the screen there, this is not only the Cheap Heat Productions Wrestling Podcast, it's also the pre-Valentine's Day edition of The Draw, the Mario Mancini show, who is incognito for a moment, which will be all revealed in due time. But before we go to Mr. Pooh, I have to, of course, throw to Mr. Cheap himself, Morris Shortall.
1: Thank you very much, Jack. I see we're back live on Facebook tonight, which is great as well. I could just Bye. see there in the corner that uh, StreamYard have fixed that issue, which is great. And uh, Mario's got a, a new podcast to plug as well. So we'll, we'll get to him when uh, he reveals himself and why he's hidden behind a poo tonight. Uh, how you doing, pal? <laughs>
2: Well, I guess we have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, Before we do, um, we were talking about another individual. However, the individual that we were talking about, I have a tremendous uh, amount of respect for. um, A tremendous amount of fondness for. And uh, that would be Hannibal. And we got some good news on Hannibal. Uh, If nobody wants to tell that good news on other forums,
0: we will.
2: Take it away, Jack.
0: Well, just yesterday, some breaking news occurred from Kingston, Ontario. And that was the fact that Devin Hannibal Nicholson, my partner on the HannibalTV.com, was cleared of all wrongdoing in the criminal case that was maliciously brought against him and there'll be more commentary on the nuts and bolts of how this came about but he released a video that that documented the situation and and stressed the importance of the presumption of innocence in these criminal cases and as a person who who has made a, a career a decades-long career in the criminal justice system i can attest to that but to, to recap in, in summary, all charges were withdrawn against Hannibal, and he will have more information along those lines in, in the future. But I would like to say one thing. I am not of the belief that there aren't legitimate so-called wrestling journalists out there. I think there are. I think there's a lot of people that try hard in this craft, and try to present a balanced side of the story. But as of an hour or so ago, there was no coverage of this in the mainstream, quote-unquote, wrestling press, the sheets, if you will. And it went everywhere. The notification went to all the bigs, and there has been nothing along those lines. Yet, ironically, when the charges were first publicized, every dirt sheet and guy in his mom's basement in front of a laptop reported it. So I'm a little bit disappointed that a degree of fairness up until this point, again, has not been exercised, but we will see how that plays out in the future. But again, all criminal charges against Devin Nicholson have been withdrawn, which means they were never laid.
2: Well, it's pretty boring to hear that you're innocent and didn't do anything wrong, right? That's the boring part of it, right? But meanwhile, a man's reputation is at stake right um who has a long reputation in the wrestling business uh I hear on social media um you know he's had a lot of uh superstar credible guests on his shows and uh, I'm telling you the wrestling business is a is a it's like anything else man you if if you're accused of something and you go too far and it, it you know, you, you you don't get it like blackballed, but people don't exactly come around you. So, you know, for for this this is the greatest news I can hear for for Hannibal. I'm happy for him. You know, um, not to say that Hannibal Hannibal is as famous, but you know, when you are at any level of fame, you have to be careful. You know, I, I, you know, as you're talking, a, a name popped into my head. So that that name is Derek Jeter. So Derek Jeter, you can imagine, you can only imagine, I mean, it had to be, it had to be like uh, astronomical. And he did. And every woman he was with signed a release, consensual interlude with him or what have you and not only that each woman got a parting gift um so he nipped it in the bud you know what i mean you you want to oh you you want a piece of me sign this and uh you know i'll be a gentleman my parents raised me right but i'm a man and i have needs and sign this and by the way at the end you're going to get a pretty nice gift whether it be a you know three thousand dollar watch or a a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever he—that's what he did. He had him sign releases. Um, you—you you, you have to be, yeah, a very dear friend of mine. Okay, now uh, I'm on plenty of fish, right? <laughs> big Daddy, Big Daddy gets so mad at me. He's like, and he makes such a big deal about it. You know, he goes, almost eight years with the WWF. You were there the night Hogan took the belt from the Sheik. You were at the war to settle score. Undertaker's debut match, Hercules, Hercules, demolition, you know, lists all of them. He goes, and you're in a dating site. I'm like. Yeah. Man. Can't find anybody. So my buddy goes on a dating, say so he meets somebody. And he becomes very aggressive. And I said to him, I said you got to be careful, man. You, you you It's 2024. You don't want to touch somebody the wrong way. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want these allegations. You don't want the cops called. You don't want, you know, and he did end up scaring her away to the point where, you know, she, she blocked him, you know? And I said, I, I told you, you, you scared the living daylights out of go, You're lucky. Nothing else. Kid. It, 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 and believe me, I don't want the whole podcast to be about this because I'm very deep with this stuff. It's like, you know, the, the, there's two kinds of people when they're really hurting bad, they'll, they'll bear down. It's almost like when they cauterize a, a wound, you know, they go bite down on this and they go, and they they, you know, they close the wound. You either do that or you're looking for something to cover up the pain and you'll grab what's in front of you to cover up that emotional pain, you know? And he was just the kind of guy that wanted to grab something to, to, you know, other than me locking myself in the room and listening to Michael Bolton and Barry Manilow, you know, and trying to get through it, you know, so what um, you have to, yeah, yeah you know, look what happened to Hannibal. He didn't do he didn't he didn't even do anything, and somebody went after him because he's Hannibal, because he was a wrestler, because you know he's on social media, because he's got millions of hits, because he's you know making a couple of bucks, and you know, hey, let me let me try to come after him. You know, Jack, there's something called malicious prosecution. There's something called defamation, slander. And I'm sure, listen, Hannibal's a big tough guy, I know this, I know he is. But that doesn't mean that big tough guy can't go through intentional infliction of emotional distress. You know, so, um, you know. God bless him. He should countersue her. You know what I mean for for everything. You know, if he needed to hire a lawyer to go, to his attorney's fees. If he had to do this, or or, or even his time. I'm sure his time is valuable. You know, all I know is this. I I, I have I'm assuming on June 29th. I'm going to get to shake his hand. I'm assuming I'm going to get to meet him, but I've met him on social media. I've done a show three times. And um, Scott Wilder is
1: going to be looking at that guys. That's a $2 donation there. So Scott. So,
2: so (laughs) Scott's going to want like a, he's going to want like a dollar. I don't even know if he'll take 75 cents. He's going to want like a buck.
1: So, I appreciate that donation, Grandma Daisy, but I do advise people not to make donations to the channel because YouTube will take 52% of that $2. Um, So there you go. We appreciate it, though.
2: Um, He's a complete gentleman. He didn't treat me any differently than he would have treated Bret Hart. You know what I mean? I and I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, doing his show, and I, I thoroughly, um, I, I, I honestly like the person that he is, and I'm I can't be more happy for him. You know, I can't be more happy. And it's got to get out on more forms and you know these dirt sheets and stuff. I mean, why not? You know, the it, it, the guy should be if he, he he's if they dismiss the whole thing everybody should know that you know what i mean so good for hannibal i'm happy we, for him. we
1: don't often we don't often shy away from things here anyway and I'm happy enough to get that out but uh, at the same time we're we're kind of focusing on a guy tonight that maybe isn't innocent due to his history and track record your old friend mr vince mcmahon's been in the news again mario
2: all right, so <laughs> <laughs> just just bring your head over here. Wait a minute, just let me squat. A dollar fifty.
1: We didn't even get a dollar fifty
2: out of that. now. Geez, you only get 98 cents, and he wants to die. He's gonna take the woman's money. Um, oh. the show's off to a shitty start.
1: <laughs> consistent, consistent.
2: But listen uh let me let me go back and I, I listen this isn't tooting my horn right this is Yeah, you know, it's almost like it's almost like if I'm with a client and and the client goes well I had back surgery three years ago before this accident and I go that's okay there's something called the thin skull theory or the eggshell theory. And I explain that to them and they look at it. I go, you can Google it when I leave. And, you know, they'll call me in a couple of days and go, you know, I did Google that. It was exactly what you said, you know, and I, I don't mean to toot my horn here, but if you guys remember a name called Rita Chatterton, and the attention I got off of Rita Chatterton, including New York magazine. Now let's let's test Morris's memory. At the end of that article, what did I say?
1: I believe something along the lines of there is more to come.
2: I said there's worse stuff than that. And, in Superman fashion, (laughs) he allegedly defecated on her head. And you saw those texts in the lawsuit. There's worse stuff than that. So are you expecting more articles from the the Wall Street Journal over time? I'm just waiting for one of them to come out. Rita and I were waiting last year. Uh, vindication, Big Daddy, yes. Um, as Big Daddy is a social media guy, the Guardian of Chaos, and is is often on YouTube with his show, Um more of a historian, if you will. Uh, the guy's a walking wrestling encyclopedia. You know, he, he came to the wrestling school um, Monday night, you know, and he'll sit next to me and he'll just pop out and he'll go, I was watching Dick the Bulldog Brower the other night. On YouTube. You know what I mean? But he's just a walking encyclopedia. Um, this Rita and I were waiting patiently for one of these people to come out, and they they did not. And I had an extensive phone call at Roma, and I'm like, where are they, man? Where are they? Maybe they'll come out now. Maybe they'll come out now. But um, if, if just one of them comes out, one of them. And I come on that show, and you go, okay, is there worse stuff than that? I'll go, no. That's the worst. That was it. <laughs> that, was, that was that was it. But um, I li- Okay. I, you know, as I as I said on TikTok, ten minutes before the show, let everybody know it's coming on. And I let everybody know that I'm pretty straightforward and I don't pull any punches, which is ironic because I come from from a business, which I did. Um. When it comes to what he did, minus the defecating on the head, was pretty commonplace in the 80s. It was common, you know, um... I, I remember being in Chicago with, with Hercules and you know, he had a girl with him and everything and she was extremely friendly. And, um, I had another wrestler. We had another wrestler with us and, um, you know, she was kind of looking over at me and, and, um, she goes, where are you staying? I said, well, I'm staying with him. She goes, Oh, so now I get Ray alone and I go, Ray, you, uh, you share. He's like, no, I'm like, (laughs) it's not your wife, Ray. no, uh, I don't feel like sharing tonight. I go, Ray, she's giving me the gimmick. She's giving me the Gaga. No. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, so I yeah uh, she goes oh you going into your room I go hon maybe the next time I come to Chicago you know um it was it, everybody wants to know the truth I, we all want the truth Mario one on one two on one three on one four on two three on four he with this one you know one month. You know, because you go there once a month, right? She was with this one that month, me the next month, this one the next month, that one. The, the only difference is this. This is the only difference. They came after us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can either confirm I, I, or deny Loose,
2: lo- lo- loose. loose i'm gonna i'm i I want you to answer me too just don't pop up and say I had ring rats okay I want you to answer this question okay and I'm gonna get really honest here you graduate high school June twentieth nineteen eighty four a virgin you turn eighteen. Yes, Morris, a virgin. I never even
1: kissed a girl. Exclusive, exclusive,
2: exclusive. That's never been told before, I don't think. I never even kissed a girl in high school. You turn 18 June 21st of 1984. July 31st, you sign a contract with the biggest wrestling company in the world on the planet at 18 years and 40 days old. And your first match is against Greg Valentine. What are you going to do, Luce, if you're in that business and you're starting to travel around and you're 18 years old and your testosterone is coming out of your ears? What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Luce? Say, no thanks. Well, they're going to think then that you'd prefer Pat Patterson. Oh, he he donated a buck out (laughs) of that (laughs) story. All right, <laughs> All right. The only difference is this. Oh there, there are women that I met on the road I'm friends with on Facebook. Why? Because here's the difference. Yep. Yeah, Big Daddy. So, so. here's the difference. They came after us. We were kind. We were generous. We were respectful. I was. The guys that I knew their business, they were. You had some guys... Doing doing what we used to call, I never did. And if I did, I'd tell you, because I tell you everything. I just told you I was a virgin when I graduated high school, right? I'd tell you anything. i tell you the truth. If I did it, I'd tell you I did it. But there were guys that would do, Jack, would be called Vernum Burnham? And that was an H-bomb, okay? So that was a Halcyon. And can I buy you a drink? Yep. Yeah. And then she'd wake up the next morning and go, I don't know what happened. You had those guys. But even at that, there was only one girl that said I got raped. One that Vince had to pay off from one of the guys. One. Everybody else that got age <laughs> bomb were like, oh, you passed out last night. I'll take you to breakfast. Come on. Have a nice conversation, and leave for the airport, go to the next town. You know, we we didn't hurt anybody. We we didn't hurt anybody. Um We didn't treat them less than a human being. Um, we didn't try it, it, in in a malicious way manipulate them in a you know you flirted. But it, not in a malicious way, trying to manipulate them, or, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of arguments here to be made. A lot. Did we lose Jack?
1: I think he just—he'll be back in a minute.
2: HBK was known for the H bomb. So yeah, um, there's a lot of arguments to be made here. So. It looked like it looks like nobody twisted her arm. And that's that's gonna be the defense's argument. Nobody twisted her arm. She willingly participated in all this activity. Yep. And why should Vince McMahon be punished for this? Why? He didn't break any laws. She willingly went with the other people. You know, it was just like the 80s. She got passed along. However, there's a big however. Then you have the prosecution that's going to say she was scared. Both of her parents have passed away. Before she got the job, she was flat on her back. She had no money, homeless, whatever. She felt compelled to do this because she had no choice or she'd have no money. Here's the other argument. Uh, Vince bought her an apartment. Vince gave her fifty thousand dollars worth of Bloomingdale's gift cards. You know why? If 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 somebody said, and again, again, I, I am on the lowest form of the wrestling food chain. The lowest form of the wrestling food chain, a jobber, not a mainline guy, never got a push, never got a gimmick, never, you know, lucky to be there. I understand the whole thing. And if Valentine saw this or, or DiBiase or Tito was a Mario, you, you know, close the top of your laptop and get the hell off that show. I, I, I understand. I, I really do. Who am I? But I was there. You can't take that away from me. I was there. So, if somebody said to me, Mario, Vince McMahon is in the other room alone. You have 30 seconds to go in there and tell him whatever you want. I would say, Okay, and go, the time starts right now. I would rush to the door, open it up, and slam it, and go. Giving her that other two million was like twenty dollars to you. Why did you not give her the other two million? You wouldn't be here right now. What, what was the purpose? Was it a feeling of control that you you can control her? You didn't have to. Why didn't you just give her the two million, Caesar? Just give it to her or the emperor as he's. Why? Just write her the check and you would have been done. Why didn't you just give her the other two million? Because that's why you're here and I leave. Why? Listen, if, you know, that's the going thing now, you know. Would you take a million bucks for me to shit on your head? You know what I mean. Would you take three million dollars for somebody to take a dump on your head? You know what I mean. There's a lot of people that would say, "Yeah, it's not going to hurt. It's disgusting. I'll jump in the shower right after that." But then I'll have three million dollars. Okay. Did you fairly compensate her for shit on her head? Yeah. You, you, yeah. You did. Uh, three million dollars. You know, now that NDA is going to get revoked. That's going to be squashed because he violated it by not paying her. In exchange for that money, she keeps her mouth shut. That So that didn't happen. He didn't pay her. So now, listen, I would not be shocked if a jury gave that woman $150 million. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they gave her $250 million. I wouldn't be shocked. There's just two things you have to be careful of. One would be an appeal, of course. And two, if a judge put on what it's called a on on the award. I know it sounds arbitrary. However, somebody could be, let's take the McDonald's coffee case. OK, uh, the person got burnt when they were handed a cup of McDonald's coffee. There was no warning label on the cup. The jury awarded them, I don't know, three million dollars. The judge turned around and went, no way. I read the case in law school. I mean, uh, no way. Uh, the, the judge put a remit on it for like six hundred thousand dollars. Arbitrarily, just say that. Eh, no, that's outrageous. Could a judge do that and say 150 million is a I don't think anybody would because of the public policy involved now and, and because the the public policy meaning it's the same thing where a, a pedophile or having a gun within a hundred feet of a school, you know, public policy. The, the, the court system wants to make examples of these people. In order to make examples of them, they have to give them the strictest punishment to, to show the public, look, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you, right? Public policy. Because Vince now, which is what I said in the article, Mo, when I said, I'll tell you why I'm hopping on the bandwagon now. Because there's worse stuff than that. That's what I said. Because prior to that, I was a big proponent of Vince McMahon. You couldn't say anything bad about Vince. I'd come right to his aid. You know, because I felt so grateful, you know, because I was no one. How can no one stay in an organization for eight eight years? How did that happen? How can no one do? Well, when I think about SD Jones and myself and – and Jose Luis Rivera and Charlie Fulton and you know uh Johnny Rods and Jose Estrada and you notice I leave Barry Horowitz out of there I leave Barry Horowitz out of there cuz I'll always believe that Barry had the talent he he he's a not way way above that he's way above that so Steve Lombardi um So I was always very thankful that I was in that group, you know, I was in that group. Um, as people come up to me at conventions and go every Saturday morning, man, every Saturday morning, man, you know? Okay. So I always stuck up for that New York magazine article. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, i look like an idiot, you know, no, you know, uh, I watched Dutch Mantel, Dutch is great. <laughs> I watched Dutch cover this for an hour and a half, right? I watched Cornet tried so hard. He tried so hard to come to his aid. He tried so hard, but you just can't. You can't. You know, when when you know he his co-host said, Well, you were around him a lot. Did you see any of this stuff? He goes, No. I was in the office with them. I was at his house with them. I was at shows with them. I was no, I didn't see any of this stuff. I when Rita was sitting on that ring apron at Passarello's Quest in Orange, Connecticut. I said to her, you're ready to go. Stay away from the boys. Stay away from Vince McMahon. He is sadistic. This is an 18-year-old kid telling her this. Because I was there for a little bit. I go, he is absolutely sadistic. Stay away from him. If you open up Webster's Dictionary and looked at the definition of a sociopath, Vince's face should be there like this. (laughs) You know, uh, it's like I said, you know, on Hey Roma, you know, I said he can defecate on somebody and E- ejaculate on that same person and the waiter can come up and go here's your steak medium rare Mr. McBanny and you go put it right on their chest
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> 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 but as they told the students go ahead Mo when you
1: say I know you kind of alluded to and you can't really say what it is but like the thing that you were expecting to come out about Vince. How many people would you say know that story?
2: I know the story. Somebody who is very, very close to me. I mean, really close to. Gee, who's that? <laughs> he knows the story. And I would think uh, the guys that were there in the late 70s through the early 80s up until maybe 85, 86, uh, no. Um You know, it's just you got to remember something, guys. What I'm doing is taboo, and I've survived. I see my friends. I just saw Jimmy Hart. On I, I went to uh, Jopa, Maryland, to a wrestling convention, and you know who's a really nice guy? I mean, I mean, just a sweetheart of a guy is that Blue Meanie. Just a nice guy, really nice guy. He sat right now. His table was right next to me. Um, Lex Luger was there. Um Ron Simmons was there. Belf Ziggler was there, who had the biggest line. he he, he walk he's like this. <laughs> he's like tiny guy. Um so You know, Scott Wilder had mentioned, had whispered something in Jimmy's ear. And I was standing there, and Jimmy goes, I don't talk about anybody. I don't say a bad thing about anyone. No one. And I don't speak about anybody. And Scott said, no, I understand. That's all the guys in the business, except this idiot. You know, this dummy. Um, you know, if, you know, if I called up Tito Santana and said, Tito, I want a favor from you. Oh, you go ahead, Mario. What, what do you want? Go on cheap heat and talk about Vince. He go, Dang, no way. I'm not doing that. Never. How can you ask me that? You get mad. It would, it would, it would jeopardize the friendship probably, you know, same thing with Valentine beefcake. You know, all these guys, no way, no way, except for this idiot. So um, what I'm doing is taboo Uh, because I don't care. I just, I don't, I, I don't care. Listen, Roma and I were rooming together. Like we always do. Uh, Forty years, man. It's just it, it's it's just so appreciated, and it it's so nostalgic to just be laying there. By the way, we watched AEW was terrible. Um, agreed. And for me to look over and he's laying there watching TV, and I'm like, we should have took a picture back in 80, 85. You know what I mean? Or '84, rooming together, and just put it side by side. I mean, it's incredible. It, it just blows my mind sometimes. No, Mo. Listen, I'm sorry. All right, AW came on Saturday night in the opening match. Did you watch it?
1: No, I don't. I don't watch it anymore. It's just gone uh, I, uh, way, way south of of where whoa, it has been.
2: Shit! Terrible. There's no selling. There's we
1: talked. We, we talked about this before. He has got amazing wrestling people around him, but he doesn't utilize them, and I think he just tries to do everything himself. Tony, I think that's his fundamental problem. There.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it, it, you know, he's going to be another Ted Turner, and he's going to be out of business if he doesn't listen to the wrestling people. But I digress. Um, so allegations. Mm.
0: Um.
2: They're all allegations. The problem is, like we say in the office at the law firm, they're not texts. They're evidence. Jack, they're right there, black and white. It's right there, black and white. He can't deny it. You know, the Maurice, you know the shit I was going through, right? So during this stuff, there there was things posted on social media that I said that I never said. And I prepared that as evidence to go into court and to show the difference between I'm talking to Jack on Instant Messenger and... My little ball face is there. And every time we talk, it's dropping and dropping and dropping. And and we're identified. We're identified. So unless somebody could say, hey, that text is manufactured. It it, it never, you know what I mean? It says Vince on top. And... The feds are involved. I mean, IP addresses. They can prove it came from him. Yeah. The only thing in my legal gut, until I researched it, I was wrong. Because sex trafficking, you know what comes into your brain, right? Minors, state lines, money is involved. Until I read the statute. And it's it's by coercion it could be done by coercion and lo and behold he might be accountable for sex trafficking so um i said it
1: once what a second- you, Yeah. what did you make mario of um, his longtime buddy john Laurinaitis, claiming that he was a victim too did you ever meet uh, the infamous johnny ace yeah.
2: No, I never met John Laurinaitis, and I'm glad I never did because, you know, the first thing I would have did if I was in is I would have went running the strongbow. I would, and I would have said, "Why is this guy talking to me like I'm a piece of garbage?" You know, I you know I heard rumors that when he was doing that job, people were just shaking in their wrestling boots. I mean, he just terrorized people, and that's no way to do business. So, you know what? Karma, man. Karma. You know, um, he's saying that, well, listen. uh, He married the Bella Twins' mother. Um, I'm sure he's looking to save face. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Um, He's
0: not saying he didn't do it. He's saying that the substantive nature of the victim's arguments, the evidentiary material presented was accurate, but he was forced due to his position as a subordinate to Mr. McMahon to engage in these activities, which also includes outright sexual assault, rape.
2: That's going to fail. He's not going to be able to prove that. You know why? Because he was with the owner of the company. And, you know, guys, they want to be one of the boys. There's no way. Jack, what's he think he's going to prove? Vince said, you know, have sex with her I'm going to fire you. You know, it, this isn't the accused. This isn't the accused. You know what I mean? Um, no way. No way. I don't know. No way. No, no way. I know how it is. Just being guys, you know how it is. You know what I mean? You, you you know you see the movie Stripes, right? With John Candy and Bill Murray, and they're in the bar, and they're like, "Go go go, Ox, go wrestler!" And he's like, "No no no, no. go ahead, go wrestler! No no no, you gotta do this because you're this, you're this, you're a guy, you're a man, you get blah. I'll do it because he want he didn't want to disappoint his friends. John Laurinaitis didn't want to disappoint Vince. And that's the way it's going to go. He didn't want to show Vince a, a, a side of, you know, um, it's like, it, you know, it's like anything else. I, I never gotten hit. I really didn't. I never got hit on while I was there. And, and, and to know how close I was to Terry Garvin. I was so close to Terry Garvin. My phone rang constantly because of Terry Garvin. I walk into the dressing room, and he'd have the biggest smile on his face. He'd go, Mario, quesadilla, quesadilla. Start talking Italian to me, and I would sit next to him. He'd slap me on the knee, and we, we you know, we would talk, start. He would, you know, start talking to me about him cooking and barbecue sauce. He goes, "When we go to Texas, you got to get this barbecue sauce." When we go to Texas, and then when when I think I just about got out in '92 when that um, when uh, Barrio came out with those allegations, and I went. Harry Garvin's gay? What? What? No way. He's gotta be lying. And then I start calling the boys. They're like, Ma, you didn't know that? I go, he's got a wife and a couple kids. He lives in Shelton. Yeah. Oh, nah. I didn't know. Pat never hit. But the, the thing about it is, is if any of that. Ever happen, I would be like, mm, I'll keep doing jobs, but we'll put you over. We'll give you a gimmick. We'll make you the green meanie. <laughs> we'll give you a gimmick. We'll do everything for you. You'll make $350,000. Because I said what I'm living in 2024, I said to Roma back in the 80s. The guys that were doing that, I said, you know, when they're old and they're decrepit, when they hit that bed, they got to live with the fact that they when they were younger, that's what they did. You got to live with that for the rest of your life. And even though I get up limping every morning, and even though there are nights that I have a painful night's sleep if my left shoulder gets caught underneath my body, I'll get up screaming because there's no cartilage in there. I, I'm i still okay going to bed, you know what I mean? Because I didn't do any of that, you know? So um, I, I think that's going to, if Laurinitis can prove it, God bless him. I, I'm curious to see it, you know, you know but listen. Vince the Montreal screw job right Vince wanted Brett to do the job because he was leaving. and Vince stated it is a, a time, an age-old tradition that once the champion is leaving the territory, he drops the belt. It's been that way forever. You know, and that's the way he put it, and that's what he wanted done. He didn't say to Brett, you don't do it, then, you know, I'm going to. He didn't. Listen, even a guy like Vern Gagne, even a guy like Vern Gagne said to Hogan, when you go in tonight, what he said to the Iron Sheik, when you go in tonight, break Hogan's leg and bring the belt back to Minnesota. That's Vern Gagne. I, I've never heard Vince. It's not his personality. He's bent, but he was never he never had that kind of personality to to try to muscle people. Don't forget, Brett went in there and clocked them. Right, that was a shoot. Right, He went in, Brett didn't get jumped two weeks later by some hoodlums or something and, and getting shit knocked up. That's that's from Vince McMahon, you know. I Vince just isn't he's a lot of things, but I don't I don't I can see him going, come on, it's a lot of fun. Look, she wants you. She wants you to do it. Come on, little, come on. That I could see, you know, look, she loves it. Look. I could that I could see. But eh, a victim
0: I don't know. Well, now the uh, the enduring question out of all this. Well, there's there's a couple of things. Um, Johnny Ace, if if and it's not come to fruition at the time we're recording this, but if there are indeed criminal charges, Ace becomes a a wannabe cooperating witness. If if the state feels that they need that, which who knows, depending on how the evidence is weighted. But but the other factor in in all of this is who's left that that were complicit in this by uh as the suit alleges supporting the toxic culture quote unquote that that was titan sports or is titan sports whatever and are they going to do a full cleaning of the house and getting rid of those that were vince's uh inner circle not only pritchard but i've heard triple h's name bantied around as well, and uh, several other unnamed high-level executives in in that filing. So, that will be the uh, the interesting one of the interesting facets to watch. What what are your thoughts on that,
2: Mario? Well, let's let again let me delve into Morris's uh, memory. We did this show after the last sex scandal, and you went. Well, Vince has stepped down. What did I do? You said he
1: won't step down until it's taken away from his dead, cold hands.
0: So. Did you do it in a
2: Chuck Heston voice? No. Listen. (laughs) When all this stuff went down with Pat, right, in the Ring Boys, Pat resigned. Pat was running the company from San Francisco. I was still there. He was booking from San Francisco. He was doing storylines and doing doing all the communication from San Francisco. He did not resign. I guess Vince stepped down. Vince did not step down. Vince will never step down. You know what I mean? He is He is the guy. However, I have changed my tune because... Other people are involved. I also said this before in the past, Jack. When it was Vince's company, it was a family-owned company and it was closed shop. So Vince got to do anything he wanted because it was he had the answer to himself. Then he decided to go out on the stock market and he didn't change. He should have said, Well, I got exposure now. I have exposure now. I got we better become a boy scout. Then he goes a step further and gets TKO involved. You really got to watch your ass. You know, you got to be careful. He stayed back. He's He still, he still, he, he still behaved like he had a closed shop and he doesn't. That being said, you know, we'd go around the dressing room in the 80s and scuttlebutt would be going around, and SD would grab me by the side and go, uh, and...
0: (laughs) (laughs) The cooker.
2: I, uh, SD would grab me and go, you don't want to talk too much of that guy. i go, why? You know, he's Vince's stooge. You know, goes back to Vince with everything. That being said, what Ronda Rousey said about Pritchard, and I like Bruce. Um, of course, Bruce was Taker's manager. He was there when I was there. I like Bruce. But if he's a direct link to Vince and information, you got to cut the head of that snake off. Now we're talking about, you know, poor Hunter, right? Not to say he's really not in love. I'm sure he is. Stephanie's a very pretty girl. Stephanie's a very pretty girl. Here he is. He's all set, right? Oh, I married the daughter of the boss. I married the daughter of the boss. I'm all set. I'm in. And now that's going to come and bite him in the ass. Because that's going to be the reason why they might get rid of him. How can you keep his son-in-law? His son in law's not gonna communicate with him and let him know what's going on, or this or that, or this or that? I mean um
1: they're lucky. Do you, guys, do you guys honestly think that he's not gonna be at WrestleMania this year backstage?
2: Uh yes. Vince? Yeah. No. I changed not. I know I changed yeah, my tune. What about what about
1: the time what about the time Jack that Eric Bischoff dressed up as the uh the priest on Smackdown and got all that old man makeup. Could you could you rule something like that out happening? Put him in in
2: disguise? No, I can't rule that out. I wouldn't rule that out and that's something sick that he would do. Um he would probably come in as as uh, I don't know, an Asian or something. Um he's looking pretty close to that these days anyway, but I,
0: The the difference is what Mario talked about. History will regard taking the company public as a a very uh, astute financial move. It it turned it into the monolithic billion-dollar empire that it is worldwide now, but it also brought greater scrutiny on the company. And the difference now is it's not Vince's company anymore. He still owns about 11 or 12% of the stock, but TKO and the brass there – when this started to break, told him, even before this, back back six, eight months ago, they they publicly stated, given the allegations that were out there at that time, not to this degree, but in that form, that he could be a risk for the company and a liability for the company. When this started to break, Ari Emanuel said to him, you need to go. And he, he agreed and left. And that was on the heels of Slim Jim pulling out of the rumble and then coming back in. So. I do not personally believe unlike last time that I thought, yeah, he'll be back. He will not be back this time.
2: No, Period. no, and they're gonna cut they're gonna cut all the the only way that company can run respectfully and effectively, unfortunately is to cut the entire, entire Vince McMahon regime. Triple H. Pritchard. What about what
1: about his good buddy <clears throat> that he goes on these business trips with the undertaker with can you see those two guys hanging out together in public again I,
2: I don't think Mark's going to hang out with them anytime soon um I don't think he's going to hang out with them anytime soon it, 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 you know it, it, listen there are only a handful of guys you can count on one hand that Vince will never do anything wrong in their eyes, because when they they're in their fifties, and every time they fill their car up, it's with Vince's money. Every time they make their car payment, it's with Vince's money. When they go to the grocery store, it's with Vince's money. You know, there are a handful of guys like that. The Rock, you can't even say that about The Rock. The Rock could turn around and go, "Wrestling was just a stepping stone. I made my millions making movies." now whether they were Vince's movies or just plain Hollywood I I don't know that but there are a handful of guys that he'll never be able to do any wrong because they he made them what they are there's more there's more from the 80s that will have an opinion because there were no guaranteed contracts if you didn't work you didn't get paid the money wasn't like it was today. Basically, it's like, you know, if Mickey Mantle was alive, you know, Aaron Judge is getting, I don't know, I don't know what his contract is, $600 million, right? And, you know, Mick's playing for, you know, $2 million. <laughs> you know, whatever. And and he he's one of the greatest baseball players that ever played the game. So we, we have some guys back in the, the late 70s and, and through the decade of the 80s that guys like Ricky Steamboat, guys like Randy Savage, um, you know, guys like Bret Hart and, and, and Kurt how about,
0: how about one name in particular that I would love to interview now and hasn't made a statement that has more of an axe to grind with Vince McMahon than I think most? Dr. D. David Schultz. Well,
2: yeah. I talk to David all the time. I talk to David all the time. Um, We're very dear friends. Um, I'd love to hear his take on this. Well, the first thing he would say is about time I got caught up with him. You know, Um, but you'd have to pay him.
1: Probably a lot of money. Uh well we've got three dollars so far tonight. Yeah, uh, no David,
2: coming. David's yeah. not gonna go on. I mean, you could try to cut a deal with him. I could talk to him. You could try to cut a deal with him, and you know, he can push his book and don't call me fake, and he can he can push his t shirts. Um But is there is there anybody that on a,
0: on a wrestler level that was betrayed more by Vince McMahon, then Doctor D. After what Vince told him to do, set him up, and then made him take the phone, wrecked his career.
2: Yeah, no, there's, there's, it was a blessing for David because he made more as a bounty hunter than he would have ever made as a wrestler. But, um, no, no, no. I mean, um, I, I, I wouldn't text it to him. I'd call him on the phone. Um, and have a conversation with him and say, David, since this stuff came out about this guy, <laughs> um, you know, people are asking me what you know, a couple of guys I'm particularly close to that have a podcast. If you'd come on and, and what are your conditions on that? I mean, he would, you know, uh, um, I'll see what he says, you know. I'll definitely that's see that's a
0: bucket list interview for me. I I met him in uh, Vegas, and uh, his book is tremendous, and I'm I'm a fan of his work. So that would be particularly interesting to get his take on this.
2: Well, you know I'm a big fan of yours, Jack. Um, so you. I will make that phone call for you. Appreciate it. Um, I will call David, and you know. He's gonna go, well, you know me, boy. How much money they got. <laughs> Scott Wilder. I think Scott
1: Wilder is calling him Mario. I think he's gonna try to get the money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got oh, listen, I, I know I know it's seven oh seven, but I'm gonna let you guys know what Scott Wilder did to me is unforgivable. While I was laying in bed, I took my socks off, and I had my nine toes out. Five toes on my left foot, four toes on my right. That second toe missing, and Scott Wilder got up from his chair because he's in the room with Roman I, and he goes, I'll be right back. And I go, where are you going? I'll be right back. His room was right next door to ours. And he came back, gentlemen. And he put a peanut M&M where my toe used to be. And there sat my foot with a peanut M&M right where my toe was. Now, did is he that try, a... Did he, eat, did he eat it off your foot? No. Is that a friend or... I mean, come on. An M&M where my toe used to be.
0: Boy, the '80s—the '80s haven't fully left, have
1: they?
2: That's oh, wild, wild oh, shit. Oh,
1: listen. Was the Eminem as a kind of
2: homage to you, though, as Mario Mancini? I listen, I, I don't. It could have been. You know, I was thinking about doing that at Jack Show, but I haven't done that, and since Vince, Vince, um, uh, scolded me about it when I had my own brainstorm going out there throwing out little miniature bags of M&M's, you know, you can't do that kid. If somebody chokes on it, they're going to sue me. I'm like, Oh, sorry. So we have insurance. I tried to be the M&M kid, you know, but that didn't work out either. So we'll talk. <laughs> we do have to talk because I need Roma there. So I it's Scott Wilder wants to jump into the car. Scott Absolutely. Wants to jump in the car.
1: money to be made. There's money to be made.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I you know I I love doing this stuff with Scott, man. He just uh we we it's just a blast. It's just a blast. He he just he makes it a lot of fun, man. He really does. So well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely uh,
0: catch up in that respect. But before we go for this show, do you have any predictions as to the future of WWE without a McMahon attached to it? I think that's another question.
2: It's, it's the first time that that business has existed since the 50s without a McMahon there. And um, I met him when he was a little kid. Um, but I was always a big fan of Shane and with Vince talking about the age old tradition of the business. And I realized he bought the company from his father for a million dollars, but it, it Vince senior, Vince junior. And I thought it was going to go to Shane. You know, if I were TKO, I'd call Shane up and I'd say, Shane, would you like to come in Um, and, and run it clean without any influence, run it clean. That's what I would do. I would call Shane McMahon up and I would get him in. I would also involve Linda. I'd say, Linda, I, you know, we realized that you're estranged from Vince for years. And would you like to come back in and, and get the real hard workers there? I see Vince gone. I see if things go the way I think they're going to go, I might even see him in jail. He might die in jail. Um, And I, I, you have to be careful, Jack. You know, you know, you're a highly intelligent person. You can get rid of all of these people, and that's okay. I mean, are they going to get rid of rid of uh, uh, Shawn Michaels at, at, at uh, NXT? I, mean, I don't know, but you can get rid of all these people, but you can't have non-wrestling people running the biggest wrestling company in the planet you have to have wrestling people there and this is the mistake Tony Khan's making you know huge mistake Um, you have to have wrestling people run this company so you know I, I always I, Roma and I talk about all the time you know this Hollywood bullshit you know 10 years ago this is the table. Imagine this table. I want you to imagine this table. Paul Roma, Tito Santana, Bill Eadie, Greg Valentine, Bobby Remus, Sergeant slaughter, who was in the office, right? Rick Steamboat. Paul North when he's alive. To get the uh, Wayne Ferris. Wayne's a smart guy, very smart individual. To have these people with suits on as your production team for your company. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to go to Hollywood and we're going to go to script writers and we're going to bring, well, they don't know a damn thing about pro wrestling. And shame on you. Don't get rid of Jim Cornette. Are you out of your mind? Make the guy happy. He should have been the booker. He should have been the Laurinaitis. He should have booked for that company. He should have been, he should have been the vice president of that company. Jim Cornette should have been the vice president of that company. Look what he did with Smoky Mountain. I mean, they underused him and and, and quite often would piss him off. If Jim Cornette had anything to do with the wrestling business, guess what we would see? Wrestling. We'd see wrestling. Imagine to turn on a pro wrestling show and see wrestling.
0: Instead of uh, theatrical soliloquies or as he calls AEW aggressive parkour Well it's, it's going to be Very very interesting In the weeks and months To come how this whole situation Plays out but uh, Mario I know you're an extremely busy man You've got a lot of things on the go It's always a pleasure To have you on your own show
2: Not only that Jack <laughs> Because of you in solely because of you. Starting this Monday, I start training. So I have to get TikTok into- clips. Yeah. TikTok clips.
1: You yeah. could you could document your whole journey, Mario. If you say you got a guy now filming for your podcast as well, you could do a little documentary on the side of your journey back into wrestling doesn't have to be a long 30 minute kind of thing it could be cool and it'd be nice for you to have
0: for yourself as well good idea and that's something that we're going to get into in the immediate future we're we're rolling uh, I know we're we're into February but starting in March we're going to be talking a lot about the big show coming up on June the 29th in Napanee Ontario for Great North Wrestling the Napanee Schools Out Slam one of the of future matches is the return to the ring of Mario Mancini. And we have got a lot of good stuff planned. So Crazy. fans, if you haven't subscribed to the CP productions channel, please do same with the Hannibal TV and we'll keep you all up to date. Final thoughts, gentlemen, before we bid adieu.
2: And with that said, I know we have one episode being audited, audited. Oh, it's, it's being put together. Um, it's being edited, but we did start Hey Roma. Um, the, 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 uh, insignia, if you will, uh, uh, I'm going to have my younger daughter do it. Cause she's an incredible artist. Uh, it's going to be like my head with my hands here. and It'll be the, a big shout out saying, Hey Roma, um, you know, it's being edited. It's a brutal show. It's not a wrestling, it's, it's not all, it's not a wrestling show per se. Um, it, it, the crux of it will be dedicated to the military. Um, to the military, to first responders, police officers, corrections officers, anybody who serves. Um, so it, it is not necessarily a wrestling podcast, although we, we dabble into that um, naturally but um hey roma catch us i'll let you know when it comes on when it when the episode gets edited and um i'll talk to gabe about uh filming my um one comeback
0: history being made maurice last word to you sir
1: just like to thank both of you gentlemen for this evening i always enjoy your company and i really enjoyed the show even though we were discussing some serious things it was a lot of fun in there as well.
2: Go to bed, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's twenty that past damn twelve. Ireland time. That damn Ireland time.
1: Tomorrow right. night we're running we're running at twelve AM my time with Kevin Torn, um till about one thirty AM my time. But it's all good. Plenty of hours in the day, Mario. Yeah.
0: Well, you make it work, sir. So four. Maurice and Mario fans, that's it for this edition of the Mario Mancini Show. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.